2005. And we're all, you know, super excited for another one of these to come out because, you know, <laughs> all of our hopes were met with the last two. Oh, so delicious. Right? Isn't, isn't everybody super thrilled? Revenge of the Sith is here, everybody, and welcome to After the Hype. I'm your host, as always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Chewy Darso. Hello. And Jonathan Hardesty. I'm around. <laughs> yep. This was uh, this is quite an endeavor we overtook over the past <sighs> six weeks of going through all of these. Well, seven weeks if you count episode 300. Uh, going through all the Star Wars movies. And uh, I enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. It was an interesting s- experience. It was. I, of course, enjoy it. I just... Wish I wasn't so tired when we have to watch these movies. Well, but I think that's just part of being my life now. Yeah, I think it's just being a parent. When do yeah. I feel fully awake? Never. I don't know. Never. Ten or, years or ago. In my yeah. case, uh, or in my case, explaining the lore and the implications of every plot point that's happening in real time to a, uh, a six-year-old who's watching with. God, Karina's <laughs> six. It yeah. happens fast, doesn't it? So fast. You know, she's almost been alive for a decade. Well, that's really rounding up there. She's six. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. closer to a decade than she's ever been before. Well, that's I true guess, right now. Yeah, and right now. <laughs> and right now. So happy Star Wars Day to everybody, because today is the day that if you're going out to a late night screening, you're going to see it. The Skywalker will rise, maybe. <laughs> the rise. titles have all been uh, a little vague and not exactly accurate. I just hate their tagline. The saga will end. And wasn't that the... The saga did end in 1983. It fucking ended twice, to be fair, because Lucas saw the one that we're talking about today as the end of the saga. That's why the final lightsaber battle is supposed to be the most epic lightsaber battle ever, because it's the end of the saga. So this is like the end of... Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, except... But laid out 46 years for a really long time. <laughs> Sorry, 42 right. years. Right. JJ Abrams standing. saw Return of the King and it was like, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, you think you're going to get up and leave now? No, no. There's still 15 more minutes. Hold we have phone. robot eagles twice. <laughs> this would be Chewie's turn to do a quick breakdown of everything that happens in Revenge of the Sith. This is right. Sith, Sith, Sith. I thought I did one. I did Jedi. You did. You did Jedi. But it is my turn again, yeah, I guess. Nah, okay, it fine. comes back around. All right. Well, in Revenge of the Sith, yes, we yes, start yes, yes. on Clone Wars. Wars, wars, wars. Wars, I'll wars, stop. wars, wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Clone Wars are in full swing where they're fighting the Separatists with their, oh, look, oh, cool, we got an army, guys. Uh of clones? Of clones. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, we'll sure one of them is named Cody, which apparently Brian thought was... Hey, named... hey, don't spoil my joke. We'll <laughs> okay. get there. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, um, so they're fighting, uh, and then they come back to Coruscant, Anakin and Obi-Wan. And Anakin's all like, oh my god, I get to bump uglies with Padme again. And Obi-Wan's like, no, you're going to go do your job. <laughs> and Anakin does the other. Because... This movie is all about Anakin doing not what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, listen to the people who raised you and the the Jedi who have made you who you are today. No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this other dude. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna listen to this politician who you all tell me politicians are evil, but this one seems real cool. Um, he he's not like every other want. politician. Yeah, no. yeah, he really appeals to all of my deep emotional needs. Which I know you guys told me I shouldn't trust that. He just but, tells it like it is. But this just feels <laughs> really right. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Bad sneeze there. Have <laughs> <laughs> uh, And then we have Padme, who spends the majority of the movie hanging out in her window room. Kind of brushing her curly brushing hair. Brushing her curly hair. Talking about how much she loves Anakin. And babies. And ba- future babies. <laughs> and she doesn't really talk to anyone at all except for Anakin and C3PO. And she has like one scene with Obi-Wan. But other than that, she's pretty secluded because, you know, once you become a wife and a mother, you just kind of lose contact with that, the outside world. Which that's kind of accurate, too. But. Fair. <laughs> um. Uh, when she is seen doing her job in the Senate, she's just sitting there and not saying anything. She has one line, and it's a, one of the best lines of the whole movie. But it's mostly a line to herself. Sure, I'm just saying... She's still not doing anything. Still a great line. Still a great line. But great line. she's not doing it. Anakin does, or Padme 
all the character building of Padme's gone in this movie. Um, and then, so Anakin has bad dreams. He starts to overreact. He gets even buddier with uh, Palpatine. Uh, the Jedi goes, wow, this seems bad. We're going to do something about this. <laughs> and they try to do something about it. Mace Windu almost solves all of the problems, but then Anakin gets real dumb and says, no, stop it. And, oh, look, the Sith Lord killed a Jedi. Um, and it just dissolves from there, where Anakin kills everyone. Everyone. He kills adults, he kills babies, he kills kids, he goes, kills all the separatists. And Obi-Wan goes to him going, but why? You are my brother. Uh-huh. You were the chosen one. I am distraught and I should have seen this coming. And then Padme dies because, and the movie's done. Yeah, pretty much. Um, this yep. is one of those rare movies that uh, I think, just because I'm such a Star Wars fan and uh, whatever, I I think I make this movie better in my head than what's on screen. I do it too. There are parts oh, yes. of this movie oh, I really yes. enjoy, but when you yeah. break it down, this movie is, I mean, like what I just said, that's basically the movie and, and it's not great. But there's things like, and I want to start with kind of like my favorite thing in the whole movie and it's a lot of people's favorite thing in the whole movie, um, but I, I, I probably should save it for the end because that's, you know, when it happens. But I want to start with the lightsaber fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin because it oh, is just... Oh my God, yeah. And I can go on for hours. Like I, I even made the joke while we were watching it because we watched it this like ten minutes before we started this episode. Um, I could do the entire episode on just that lightsaber fight, and I and I don't know if it's Lucas's directing. I'm not sure if it's a stunt choreographer's like ballet sort of fight they have going here, or if it's just the performances. But there's so much story that happens in that lightsaber fight. And it's my favorite thing about the movie because especially like you go to the Abrams trilogy, you go back to the original trilogy, and very much throughout this trilogy, there's so much telling and not showing. It's kind of a problem that Star Wars has had. And it doesn't really bother me because it goes the whole way through all of it. And whatever. Okay. You know, it is kind of this made-up fantasy stuff, so you kind of have to explain it. But when it comes to Revenge of the Sith, and I don't know if it's just me filling in blanks that actually aren't blank and they just were shitty writing, or if I'm... Or if it actually is there. But I find so much story not told to us and just shown. And the best example of that is the lightsaber fight. And the main reason I bring that up, and the main reason I think that, is when you're watching it throughout the entire fight, with the exception of maybe one or two incidents, incidences, uh, incidents, there it is, uh, Obi-Wan has the upper hand the whole fucking time. There are so many moments where Anakin is sloppy, he's swinging wildly, he is out of control, and Obi-Wan is calm and collected and could finish the fight. There's three different times it happens. Uh, the most obvious is when Anakin's like, this is the end for you, my master, and he jumps off that robot who he just gave the worst day ever. The poor robot lost his bucket. Right. Let's just let's mm. pour one out for that poor robot's bucket. He just wanted to hang onto the bucket, and he's like, that oh, was it's a just really too hot, nice, too hot. That was a really nice bucket, too. Really nice God bucket. damn it. Yeah. I feel really bad for that robot. Hmm. But so he lands on the thing and he's like, hur, hur, and he almost falls off. And his lightsaber is up and behind him and his belly is totally exposed. And Obi-Wan isn't ca- going for balance. He isn't doing anything. He stands and waits for Anakin to ready himself. That fight was over. Yeah. And it just, that's what I mean when there's so much story in the fight. Obi-Wan could have ended it, I think, many, many times. Of course, Anakin's an amazing fighter. Like, that's clear. So he is, you know, he can hold his own with him. But I think it's clear Obi-Wan is the better fighter and could have ended if he wanted to, but he did not want to. He had so many chances to kill him and didn't do it every time. Even at the end, when Anakin is clearly defeated, he could just push him into the lava, force push him into the lava. The fucking trilogy's done. The next trilogy is going to have a lot of fucking problems without Darth Vader in it. But he could have put him out of his misery, and he could have done it, and Obi-Wan just can't kill him. He does love him, and I just I see all of that throughout that fight, and I think it's amazing. I think Revenge of the Sith is the one I've seen the least many times out of all of the prequels, and I was surprised by this scene. Basically, for everything you just said, yeah, I agree. It yeah. was just, there was so much story there, and so much of the tragedy. Like, a lot of the plot stuff was so goofy, but then when we got here, I was... Like, everyone else in my house, shut up. This is important. Yeah. And the dialogue didn't suck. Throughout all the entire sequence. I mean, the... The the last terrible line we get is Padme saying, 
You're breaking uh, my you're heart. You're breaking my heart. And like, then and that's Billy Ray Cyrus just comes crashing in. Don't tell my heart. <laughs> what what she says that line, which I've said before, you're breaking my heart. This movie's breaking my heart because of the bad lines, but we stop having bad lines after that. All the lines actually mean something, are well acted, are loaded. For the most part. But yeah. Which Anakin's a little bit of like the, you underestimate my power. Well, <laughs> I blame that on Hayden Christensen, not... Yeah being the best actor sure he tries but even so like though all those lines make sense in that moment because yeah. they've led up to how much all of this fake stuff that anakin needs to latch on to for anger yeah he has to totally take his mind away from the feelings that he does actually love obi-wan too mm-hmm. but he is so desperate in his need to now justify his actions and that he still thinks that Padme is going to die so he needs to continue down this path so then he needs to have these stupid lines of you never fully trained me or you don't underestimate my power all this stuff you are holding me back yeah like adolescent from my point of view the Jedi are evil like yeah it's it's talking about but it works in your crass adolescent yeah decision making <laughs> it's his best acting in the entire series like f- by far and like I, I, sure i don't think hayden Christensen's is the best actor in the world i do think he was severely not helped by lucas but this is like it, this scene alone gives me just that little glimmer of like this is why i can go back and watch the prequel trilogy because i know it's heading here and this scene works so fucking well that it just it brings for me it's like a it's the big Lebowski it ties the whole thing together yeah <laughs> we just need to ignore two two Most and just of two. the terrible flop that is Padme's character arc oof uh and ignore that even Ewan McGregor gives bad performance here and there like when he, he has thought- one bad line one bad line his worst line is when he's watching the hologram of Anakin killing everyone. And he just goes, I can't watch this anymore. Like, uh, did you want to try that again, Ewan? Did, did you want to put some, any emotion into that? For me, it was a line when he told Padme, they're killing y- younglings. I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that was bad, too. But he was at least kind of trying in that thought. When he says, I can't watch this anymore. It's like, it's pretty hollow. Do you, it's do you hollow. feel bad? I don't know. No, it's also, just grainy. What the fuck I can't is stand that security footage? Like, what is that footage? Really, it makes really no sense. Really specific <laughs> footage. Really locked into this three-foot radius footage. Yeah, like, you're really locked into it. And that just makes me go, like, Anakin, why are you killing people there? Like, you're right a Jedi. There. You should know where the camera is pointed with its laser focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more powerful than the camera. <laughs> yeah. I take issue with the security cameras in this movie. Never mind. Take, I take away everything I just said about that amazing scene. The movie's flawed. <laughs> Severely flawed. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> do you want to do your explanation for why Padme dies now or later? Yeah, let's dive into it. I mean, we're already here. So if you take the movie at its base value, she dies because Anakin... Broke her heart. Broke her heart. And women are fragile. And she couldn't live with a broken heart. Like, legitimately, like, I don't know. The moment you become a mother, you're just this little thing that can't survive on its own anymore. Without the husband? Yeah, it, it doesn't work. So that's that's what's on screen. And I, maybe... Maybe that's what it was intended. I don't know. Um, the way that I've seen it, and it's because, again, I'll go back to me being a uh, Star Wars fan and primarily a Darth Bane fan. I, I can go for hours and hours about why I think Darth Bane is the best Star Wars character, and he is probably my favorite character in the entire thing, and he's canon, let me remind you. Thank you, Clone Wars. Um, voiced by Mark Hamill. <laughs> uh, but, all that aside, so when Darth Bane becomes Darth Bane... He does so by taking a a doctor who is a good man and his daughter who is a good woman, killing the fuck out of them and absorbing their life energy into himself to help himself from what were definitely near mortal wounds. It is his final goodbye to any good person that there ever was inside of him and he becomes 
the Darth Bane, the creator of the Rule of Two, or the reinstiller of the Rule of Two, and the most badass villain Star Wars has ever seen. Maybe with General Thrawn. But, you know, whatever. Well, well that's a different argument for later. Admiral, by Sorry, the way. Sorry, Admiral Thrawn. Um, I should know that. It uh, doesn't matter. Okay. So, taking that story and looking at what we have in Revenge of the Sith, what I think is happening at the end of the film is not that Vader, because uh, that's what who he is now, Vader is killing her with his anger. I'm so mad, I'm just crushing things. Now, what I'm seeing happen here is that he is fucking dead. He is dead by the end of that lava lake. He is catching on fire. He is grasping for any sort of straws that he can to keep himself alive. The only thing in his life that he loves, his only beacon, is Padme. So he is locked in on her. And to keep alive, he drains her life force. You assume by accident. I assume by accident. I don't think he meant to do it, but I think he does do it. And that's how he stays alive while catching on fire, sitting next to an entire lake of lava. He is constantly draining Padme. And... Darth Sidious does tell him, together we will learn how to conquer death. And he figured it out. And he figured it out by accident. Yeah. Uh, that, and the, the editing the, would the actually uh, back that up. The life he saves is himself. Yeah, I, it's there in the editing. There's one line that does it with like, we're losing her and we don't know why. She's in perfect health. I think it's there. Personally, I think it's there. I know. And Darth Sidious does say, in I, I like anger, that. you killed her. You killed her. That's impossible. And now I'm Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, it, it, they don't exactly nail the landing. I'm not saying that. But <laughs> I think that the death is there. I know a lot of people have taken uh, issue with it throughout the years. They think it's stupid. I don't think it's stupid. Well, and I think it's so there. And I think subtle, it works. And it does require more knowledge of the force that that would be a thing. So you are filling a lot of blanks. But no, it's a valid idea. Yeah. What, and it's I, like, I really like that. I hadn't heard that before. But oh, I just came up with this like, shit. I, boom, 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 boom. I'm knowledgeable yeah. of the well, dark side. Well, you didn't just come up with this shit. It well, was I've... written in a book. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I'm applying it to this film. Yeah. I have not heard other people say it that I know of. It could be out there, but right now, I'm sitting high up on my clouds. <laughs> <laughs> Your best bin clouds? <laughs> yeah. I'm sipping a mojito <laughs> with Billy D. Williams. Yeah. And he's like, you're not drinking my alcohol? I'm like, no, Billy D. I like mojitos. <laughs> yes. How about a Colt 45? 45 <laughs> in Bespin. No thanks. <laughs> mojito. Cloud City. <laughs> a Bespin 47. Cloud City <laughs> special. <laughs> I should make that poster. That would be Cloud nice. Cloud City special, Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I really like that idea, though that he's pulling her life force that just wraps it up really nicely and actually really boosts that ending for me that it's always always felt a little like oh what she's broken hearted like it always seemed so kind of like a, a stopping a stumbling block for me but it was weak it was really yeah. hollow it's just kind of like well i guess well, we just couldn't have her stay alive that's her character in yeah, this totally. movie she's weak and hollow she has nothing <laughs> yeah. going on in this movie she's just the woman she gets refrigerated in this movie I know how I feel with it, but tell me she's not. I mean, I know. Does she have anything to do with the plot other than to be the emotional vehicle for the male lead? And I should clarify, I understand the reference. I'm not saying there's a problem with the reference. It just breaks my heart because it's a Green Lantern reference, and I love Green Lantern, but they they fucked up good and bad in that one. (laughs) Well, it's not that they didn't do it specifically. It had been happening for a while. They just made a visual cue that people could latch on to. Yes. (laughs) Big swimmers there, guys. Like, you would love to, in this podcast, talk about Padme's character in this movie, but what is there to talk about? Oh, there's fucking nothing. Because this isn't the Padme from the other two movies. No. No, it's such a it's such a left turn. Like, I was surprised, again, having not seen this one nearly as many as, as much as the other ones. I was like, you know, she'll have some cool stuff in the beginning. Nope. Nope. No, she's just standing there by a pillar, waiting to make out with him. Yeah. In front of where anyone can see you do they it. They were in the shadow of a pillar. Okay. A very yeah. open room. Where yeah. Right. They were 10 feet away from the other people. The eye reticle that says she's in stealth was closed. So, yeah. So, she was she was good. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. It's very splinter cell rules on are you in stealth. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oy. So, honestly, like how I said... In Attack of the Clones, it would be a much better movie if you just photoshopped Anakin out of it. This movie would be better if you photoshopped Anakin and Padme out of it and just made it about Obi-Wan. Because everything about Obi-Wan in this movie is engaging. 
And that's where I come to the, I've heard some fans say this, and I, I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit, but there, there are a lot of people who thought he should flip to Darth Vader like halfway through. Not Darth Vader were like, you are now Darth Vader. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm Darth Vader. I'm going to keep being Anakin though. Like fully transition into Robo Vader. Just like that should have been the villain for the back half of the film. He should have had a red lightsaber. It should have been that because that would have been more like something we could attach to and feel like we're actually part of it. I'm n- I've never been fully on that side. I can see where they're saying uh, it. Yeah. Uh. But I've never been totally there. But I do think it would help <laughs> with the whole making it more Obi-Wan's story. Because and I think honestly, if the whole trilogy had been his story, that idea of him flipping to Vader earlier would have made more sense. Yeah. it's Ian McGregor it's, is so good at being Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's motivations in this movie. Obi-Wan's action sequences. His callback to A New Hope. His callback to there. A New Hope. <laughs> just his... He loves being Obi-Wan, and you can see how much he loves being the character, how much in this movie Obi-Wan loves being himself, and he loves the Jedi. So he broke Obi-Wan's heart by turning into the dark side, more than he even broke Padme's, because they were together a lot longer. It really is kind of unfortunate that Padme has to be in the movies, and and I don't take that the wrong way. She should have been written better, but the way that she's written, it's just like, just get her the fuck out. Yeah. Because she's just killing time here. Because the, the emotional beat is between those two. Yeah. It's all about the bro love in this movie. Yeah. Oh, she especially is, when they start doing that force footnote. push on each other. When oh, they start yeah. doing that force push on each other and their hands almost touch. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is so tragic. <laughs> but that's the problem. And, like, and just kind of going into like the, the – we'll spin it a little negative on this thing, although we've been kind of walking that fence the whole time. This should feel like a tragedy. Like, because you're watching, oh, this is tragic. This is a tragedy. But I don't feel bad for anyone but kind of Obi-Wan and I guess Padme, but I'm not really attached to her in this thing at all. So Mm-mm. it's just kind of like, we're just, she's a red shirt. We're waiting for you're her to waiting. die the whole time. Yeah. Sorry for the Star Trek reference in a Star it's Wars okay. episode. Um, but that's the thing. You're waiting for her to die the whole time. So the, the only thing you don't know is like, how will it come down between these two? So she's just kind of wasting space. She is. Which is unfortunate, but that's the. You could mention her, be like, Padme's, she doesn't feel well. Yeah. She's been ill lately because of morning sickness. She got morning sickness. She uh, she fucked off back to Naboo. Yeah. Like, and then you're fine. Like, why is she hanging out on Coruscant if she's not doing her job? Yeah. And then, my God, if you had had, oh, the Jedi had found out about them and the Jedi are keeping her from him till they can figure out what to do with them, then you have a reason for him Yo, to be pissed. Really, yeah, he'd really be angry then. Yeah. Because right now the reason he's pissed is because they won't give him a title. <laughs> They, w- they won't make him master, and he's just fully upset that his dreams say that she's going to die. Yeah. And he doesn't believe that the Jedi have any way to stop that. And they also well, ask because- him to spy on Palpatine, who's well, been acting yeah. suspicious this whole trilogy, and everyone's just like... But he's my friend. Just now catching on. But it's even like Yoda, like, full on tells him, even if there was a way to protect her from death, why would we? Death is a part of life. Celebrate them dying. Like, that's a thing that, you know, like, a lot of people, even on our Earth, have said. And it's like, well, fuck you. Death is still scary. Like, that doesn't help me at all. That doesn't comfort shit. But. And in the logic of this movie, the Jedi still don't know that he's married to her. Yeah. And has children coming. So they might be more tactful about saying, well, let her die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's what, your friend? Your BFF? Just Whatever, just she's go. a politician. We don't like them. Yeah, it's sucks. not like you're sleeping with her or anything. If it wasn't for her, Palpatine wouldn't be in power anyways. Let her go, dude. <laughs> well, She's totally bringing you down, fault. man. He was there for the vote. She was Fair. being stupid. She trusted him to do the vote. The field and not doing she, her job. She put Jar Jar in charge. She did. Yeah. Uh, terrible decision. Whole of the Empire. Padme's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Just cracked, a, cracked that one wide open. It's also totally not true. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> clarify. So we, we started talking a little bit about Obi-Wan, and I don't think we, we fully finished out that whole thing. Because Obi-Wan kind of is going to hit the pause button right now. And I'll come back to him. Because he's a far bigger conversation. Especially him and Yoda and all of that together. Because I, I General feel, Grievous and, and all that stuff. I guess we should talk about General Grievous. I mean, his fight with General Grievous is great. 
has one of the best is creature it? moments. Okay, creature moments good. Okay, fuck it. We'll talk Grievous right now. I was gonna go to Mace Windu, but we'll do him after Grievous. The Grievous thing is uh, stupid. Uh, I don't like Grievous. <laughs> Grievous. Uh, it hasn't aged well for me at all. It, nope, has not aged well. It didn't work for me the first time I saw it when he's sitting in his ex- escape pod going. <laughs> I was like, what the. F- Fuck. It's well, he's nice he's laughing and then Lucas coughing. Trying to bring back his yeah. things from his childhood. I didn't like that. Like I didn't corny villains. And I didn't such. like that the droid suddenly got sarcastic in this movie. Like he takes the thing from the droid. Like, mm, you're welcome. It's like what? What is? What? 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 What is happening right now? They're more yeah. high class droids. I caught that this time around. That a lot of the droids just got more sentient and more personality. Like between. Yeah, <laughs> they got bitchy between two and three. Yeah. I was like, did I miss something? Is that actually in the Clone Wars show? Did I miss them getting, the, like, pizzazz? I mean, I started watching Clone Wars short. They are definitely more like they are in the mo- in this movie than they are in the other two movies. So I guess there is some traction oh. there, but I it is... When did the Clone Wars, Clone Wars cartoon show happen? The was 2D or the 3D? 2D. I don't remember. You're 3D not was looking. after the movie. 3D was after this yeah. movie. So the 2D might... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Either way, Grievous, in my opinion, is a dumb character. Uh, he is not explained well at all. He comes out of fucking nowhere. If you didn't read the in-between book that takes place between, that kind of explains the Clone Wars, uh, you have no fucking idea who he is. It's just like, who is this thing? Why is he here? Why is he not a Jedi but can still use four lightsabers at the same time? Poorly, I might add. He get, loses all of them like fucking that. But all of that aside, it's just like, this just feels like padding to me. Why is All he like a Grievous- monster of the week, like an enemy yeah. of the week? Because he escapes the same way, like, ha I'm leaving in my jet. In like, my, my wheel car. My, my wheel car, or I'm grappling out of the window. Ha-ha, see you later, suckers. It's like, is this a TV show now? Yeah, it just he, he just did not work for me at all. He's my biggest complaint in the entirety of the movie. Like, I do not like Grievous. And that was not the case the first time I saw it. Like, I didn't like some of the cheesiness with him. But at the same time, I'm like, I like the four lightsaber fight. That was pretty cool. And I like the whole chase with him, and I love the uh, the Obi Wan just up on his high horse, like I hate blasters, so uncivilized. And it's just like, there's ah. also there's also that mystery that when I first saw this was kind of interesting that he's somewhat organic matter as well, like fused with machinery. So I was like, well, maybe they'll pay that off somewhere. <laughs> no, nope, not even a little bit. So like that always is kind of. I just don't think he's a good character. I feel like maybe in the Clone Wars he is. I know he is in the Clone Wars, but I'm not sure. I've only watched like the first few episodes. I'm just dipped my toe in those waters. Um, but there's just something about him that just never fully clicked for me. And on every subsequent rewatch, I've gone a little bit colder on him. And now I'm just like, I fucking hate the Grievous stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Jar Jar and Phantom Menace than Grievous in this. Like, that's my level of, like, I've forgiven Jar Jar to this extent and gone the other way on Grievous the just like I guess Jar Jar isn't that bad because Grievous blows. Yeah, I'm and sorry. it just it just points out like the skill level, like the skill level disparity that these Jedi seem to have with this. Because yeah, like you said, he's using the lightsaber so poorly, and it takes Obi Wan a long time to beat him. But he could have killed Anakin like in three different spots. So I'm like, okay, where's the power dynamic here? Is like they Grievous never seems really like a grunt. Established that very well. A yeah. lot of the other Jedi masters all die really easy. But that's against. Palpatine. And against just people on Geonosis. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Geonosis one. But against Palpatine, that one made sense. Like, those guys went down fast because he's fucking Palpatine. And they were not expecting him to come out with a lightsaber. Yeah, they didn't know he was going to. He's like, whoo, it was in my sleeve the whole time. Yeah, he fucking, like, taxi drivered them, like, you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been sitting in my sleeve for three movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shafing, man, shafing. Yeah, I've just been hanging on to this just in case. This might come in handy in like twelve years. <laughs> but I gotta say, I love that fight, the Mace Windu fight. Like oh. going back to the Mace Windu one because I can't talk oh. about Grievous anymore. Uh, I love the Mace Windu fight. The only problem I have with the Mace Windu fight is how often Mace Windu likes to do the whole like exposing his chest thing. But like, it's so showy. It's so come it's, at me, bro. It's so come, come at me. Bro. me. Which is a terrible tactic when you're in a fight. He wins the fight. Yeah. I still think that he only reason Mace Windu actually, quote unquote, best Sidious in that moment is because Sidious is waiting for Anakin to come because he needs to be laying down looking weak underneath a Jedi's lightsaber to convince the Anakin that the Jedi are bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could agree with that. Yeah, that tracks. 
I love Mace Windu, so he wins the fight. Mm. Everything think, you're saying makes total sense. I think they were all manipulated. Well, yeah, the whole movie is manipulated, and that's kind of the only thing that does not pay off at all. It was like the entire war was fake. It was. He was controlling yeah. both sides. Yeah, he, he was controlling both sides in order to gain power. And I really to, wish to stabilize the government. Like, yeah, I, I just wish once somebody had mentioned it because it's clear. There's an entire fucking TV show that just got an extra season fucking years after it went off the air all about this war that's fake. Yeah. There's no purpose to any of it. No. It, it's a it's a war with droids because nobody's going to fight it because there's nobody on that fucking side. Yeah. The Separatists are not real, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they're real because he made them. He gave them reason to separate from the government. He, he did do all of that. But we never established any of those characters in any important manner. No, not no. beyond Phantom Menace uh, when they just kind of show up and they're just like, whoa, Jedi. Ah. Oh, it's Marshmallow Head. But then they were just the Trade another Federation. Creature. But the Trade, Federation, the trade Federation, Federation, they turned into the Separatists. Well, they were part of the Separatists. Yeah, they're part of the Separatists, yeah. They're not, they are not the Separatists. They're, sure, yeah. They're a fraction. They're like China. I mean, because he, they gave them Chinese accents. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Weird choices. Yes. Uh, but yet, the some of the... Next to Ian McGregor, the best acting in this movie is done by Ian McDermott? I always forget his name. Yeah, Ian McDermott. Palpatine. You really make me want... Like, I was so close to saying Dylan McDermott. And I'm no, like, that's a different person. No, that, that's his he cousin. He was a lawyer. Dylan McDermott looked good as a Jedi, though. <laughs> he probably yeah. would. Those piercing uh, blue eyes? Yeah. Oh, no, make him a Sith and he'll be like... Like, call me Daddy, Sith Lord. <laughs> mm. oh, Darth no. Daddy. No, I'm not into that. No, I don't like the Daddy thing. <laughs> not into That's that. That's so incestuous. Yeah, I, I like him with his piercing blue eyes and a green lightsaber. He'd look good. Yeah. Uh, but even so, Palpatine, his, even though all of the responses he gets from Anakin are very blah, just his ability to, you know, poke and pull at all these little threads in Anakin's head and be like I know exactly how to wrap you around my little finger and I mean you just said the performance was great but it's the it's the idea that he is the only person in the entire series who can read George Lucas's ridiculously bad dialogue and have it come off legit yeah I know that's why the performance is amazing so good he's so it's like I don't know how can, to describe it. Like the se- the sequence when they're at the opera or whatever it is. The Blitzball game. The Blitzball game. Uh, <laughs> and it is so blatantly obvious that he's a Sith Lord. And for some reason, Anakin still doesn't clue into that till later. Well, because he's all twisted up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the way oh. he's talking to him about how... Dar- is that when he starts bringing up Darth yeah. Plagueis? Darth Plagueis yeah. the Wise. Even as he's even as he's telling, there's some showing going on there. Especially as he's smirking, you're like, you're talking about your master. You know, like this giving you this extra stuff, and that's Ian McDermott the whole way through. He's giving you just so much extra for this actor. character. Was was it ever confirmed? I never actually looked into it. Was Plagueis his master? I think so. Again, I don't know either. I never bothered to look into it. I always try to track back, like, all the way... I'll bring him up again. I try to track back all the way to Bane, and I just can't do it. I can never figure it out. Well, that's because there's a l- centuries in between them, yeah, isn't that, there? That was a long time ago. Longer, longer time ago. Same galaxy, though. At least not, not our galaxy. You know what I'm saying. Um, but there's something about, like, uh, like, especially that scene. He's so good in that scene, and it comes down to that, that one line, and it just gave me chills the first time I saw it, and it was the first time in these trilogies... In this trilogy, I went, oh, this movie's not bad. Like, not bad at all. And is that line, like, that you already mentioned earlier, John, that not from a Jedi. Yeah. It's just like, oh, fuck. Like, he, he's letting down the veil just a little bit. Just enough to kind of creep you in. And it's just, ah, oh, he's so fucking good at it. It, and d- th- it does say on Wikipedia that Darth, that he did train Darth Sidious. Plagueis. He trained him? or. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. He's his master. Oh, cool. Okay, well, then there we go. Perfect. That makes sense, then. Oh, that means he killed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, poor Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis the wise, my ass. He had the worst... I mean, granted, Plagueis had to be so proud of him when he was dying. Going by Sith rule, he had to be like, yeah. <laughs> you got me. Oh, I love you, boy. Oh, you, you're going to do good, my boy. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't go out quite like Darth Bane. Darth Bane did not go out like a champ. 
<laughs> no siree, Bob. He was convinced. He's like, nope, this isn't the right one. This is definitely not the right one. She'd never be able to kill me. This isn't going to work. Oh, God, it's working. Oh, God, it's working. Poor Darth Bane. I didn't read it, so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm being real vague about it, just letting you know that he does die, but shocker there. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, read the Darth Bane trilogy. Not just the person sitting across the table from me. Everybody. It's so good. I started it. So good. Just haven't gotten back to it. I really want to read it. Because I don't read the books anymore. I'm like, Who has time? I don't do anything anymore. I only read I'm a mom. I have nothing. That, I don't have time for anything anymore. We're so I, busy watching I these should, Star Wars movies. I just wish can't. my version of a mom could be me just hanging out in a room looking out windows. <laughs> that sounds really relaxing. Yeah. Okay, that penthouse suite or whatever it is is pretty baller. Like looking out on the whole planet of Coruscant and just like lavish and, you know. I mean, they have a great patio, but the room itself just kind of looks like an airport waiting room. <laughs> yeah. Complete with a McDonald's and a Dunkin' Donuts, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, that would be great. Yeah. Just to have that in your own place. But it's airport, so it kind of smells like farts at all times. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's honestly just a McDonald's, too. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so the guy we haven't talked about at all. Um, and, and I Yoda. Like, I feel like we have to. A little Yoda. A little Yoda. Yoda is so mad at himself at the end of this movie. Oh, man, As I he this. should be. How did I not? How did this get past me? And Plagueis calls him out, and he's right. Totally right. Sidious. Sorry. Sidious. Uh, I, Plagueis Jr. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now I'm forgetting the exact quote, but it's basically your cockiness will be your <laughs> downfall. And it's like, it was. Not will be. It was. He was so sure that there's nothing that could have gotten past him that it got everything past him and dismantled all that he knew. And if he just listened to Mace Windu earlier, because Mace Windu just like, let's just get this done. And he's like, let's be careful. Yeah. Like, people will get mad <laughs> yeah. if we just Think kill the Chancellor. Think about it, we must. Yeah. Think about it, we must. No. Sit on our ass. No, now is the time for action. <laughs> and here's where the, the one thing that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I think Chewie... She kind of helped me come to terms with it a little bit. My my biggest thing is, like, I'm not a huge fan of their fight. It's a little too CGI-y, a little too showy. doesn't really feel like the... Like, I felt like their fight should have been more like Vader and Obi-Wan from A New Hope of, like, they're so powerful, there's no point in even trying to swing lightsabers at each other because we know where that's going. That's kind of what I thought their thing should have been been like. Right. Um, Almost which like is fine. Hero, the movie Hero. Yeah, more like that, which is fine. I mean, I get why they went the way they did. They wanted it to be the big bombastic thing. I'm not judging it for that. But there's something about the end of that fight where it just kind of ends. Like, it just stops. Like, there's not really a clear winner. It's just, it's a winning by, like, geography. Of like, well, I'm all the way down here. Can you just hang out up there? He's like, no, nah, I'm going to leave. He's like, but if you leave, we can't keep fighting. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm going to leave. And Yoda's <laughs> like, okay, well, then I guess I should just run away. And that just doesn't feel like Yoda to me. Like, it just felt like Yoda just kind of threw in the towel of like, well, I guess that's just not going to happen. I guess I failed. And it always kind of bothered me, but then I'll let you explain why she thinks it still works. Well, it mainly works because I think he concedes to his hubris a bit. And he starts to think of the greater good of, well, what am I going to, what's going to happen if I die here? Yeah. Nothing great. But I could potentially help things in the future if I continue to live. Yeah, he's playing so a numbers you, game. You he, just gotta, you gotta go. Whether or not you want to go, it does not matter what you want right now, because all the things, all of your thinking earlier got you in this position. So now just, just leave, and hopefully you'll be able to fix some of it later. <laughs> she does. Yeah, many yeah. years later, when he's gone a little batty on the planet by himself. And that's, I, I do love that he has gone a little batty. Like, that's probably one of George's best things, was he didn't make him exactly like he was on uh, Tatooine. Tatooine. Dagobah. My uh, God. Dagobah. We're going Whoa. to the Dagobah system, R2. Whoa. Yeah. Brain fart. It's okay. Dagobah. Because if he'd been the same person, it was like, well, there's no growth there. But, like, seeing him on Dagobah versus him in these movies, it's like, oh, he, he went crazy. Oh <laughs> uh, well, it's no! interesting that you brought that up because Corin does that now. Corin does do that now. It's kind of it's... annoying, but also adorable. He, everything is his. Yeah. My car keys are his. It's true. It's interesting that you brought up that that kind of defense of the whole emperor 
and uh, Yoda fight because it, it really does pay off the whole thing. And at the end of Last Jedi, when Yoda's talking to Luke, that whole you know learning from failure. And as I watched it this time around, I was really thinking about that scene between him and Luke later. And it really that really ties it together really well. Just yeah, the learning you know the greatest teacher failure is and all that. And I really liked it. We tried coming back. We've had a couple comebacks. They didn't stick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's. I'm not saying this is a great movie. I'm not. I'm not a fool. But. But there's stuff here. There's stuff there's here. There's so to pick much up. here. There's so yeah. much good here that like this is, in my opinion, the only prequel where the good legitimately outweighs the bad and it's not like good like say phantom menace where it's like well it's a kids movie so you know like i'm gonna grade it on a curve like this one i'm trying to grade it like a legit film and i actually think the good outweighs the bad not by much the scales are pretty much even but there's just a slight edge to the good stuff slight just just a slight just a yeah because you know whenever you start going like well it is a it's a pretty good movie then you still have no in the background to make you go oh never mind not a good movie it's a bad movie just that no. Whole, it was fine until he turned into Frankenstein. Yeah. Because it's the whole thing of him <laughs> ripping monster, his please. arms out. Frankenstein's monster. Please. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Plagueis Jr.'s monster, him, all right? Jeez. Him stomping out of the thing and then blah, blah, blah. Do you guys remember the original teaser when he was on the, uh, on the plate and he had his arms up? Instead of down by his sides, they were like up, like he was like a little child, like getting like I'm gonna be so evil. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Like, yeah, I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> like I remember watching that with uh, with friends of mine in college because they were you know super nerds and they got the trailer before it ever even came out. Like you gotta watch this shit. And we're watching it and then it gets to that shot and my friend Adam was like, "What the fuck? What the hell was that stupid <laughs> shit?" <laughs> he was so into it until that shot. And I'm like, I hope that's not in the movie. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Thanks, George. One of your post fixes was good. Uh. There's one. <sighs> Whole bunch to one. But again, that's what you were saying. That's why I always tell people, no, the prequels could have been great. As this an one... entirety, they could have been great if George had just given it over to someone else. Yeah, and like that's the like we brought him up in the the very first episode out of the the prequels back in Phantom Menace. I forget his name again though because look at me doing research for these things. Uh, the guy who done the videos, what if Star Wars was good? Uh, which the first one is still great, the second one's good, the third one kind of falls apart for me because I feel like by the time he got to the third one, he's dug his own grave at that point. But his whole thing was make it all about Obi Wan. I agree. That said, I think this movie kind of proves you didn't have to do that necessarily you could have made this story if you'd given it to somebody who could actually like shape in this this huge pile of loose notes that got turned into a movie that we saw instead of a like script yeah. a tight script give it to somebody who understands how to write romance yeah because george doesn't same outline exact same outline and i think the story would work i think all the beats are there i think everything works and this movie this the way it ties everything together proves that it just needed such a stronger hand at both the script and the director's chair. And I, I don't think we would be sitting here going, prequel suck, I like the old ones only. Like, no, all Star Wars movies have something worthwhile in them. Mm-hmm. For sure. All of them. Even Solo, and I do not like Solo. Well, and it's just this this movie really makes us think about the what could have been. Yeah, because all the blocks by now have been just kind of cobbled together and you see it where it's falling apart because, yeah, I was really jonesing for this romance to be better because it was like this this all hinges on this. Like this is the crux of their thing. This is the moment and it's just not there. And there's a lot of this other good stuff around the 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 rims of this movie that you're just like, I can see the potential. I can see where this could go good. But it, it just never, never gets there. fully connected. That's the tragedy of the prequel trilogy. <laughs> they just didn't live up to their potential. No. We sound like disappointed. Which is a bunch of disappointed parents. <laughs> Similar to Anakin, where it's he didn't live up to potential. his potential. Instead, but he did. He, he wallowed in his angst. He, he totally fulfilled his destiny if you're looking at it from the eyes of a Sith. Balance out the Force. He sure as fuck did. 
killed a lot of Jedi. He, he balanced those scales. 10,000 Jedi. Two Sith. Now there's 10,000 Jedi and well, however many Sith that we want to, you know, keep throwing into video games and comic books and sort of stuff of, well, Order 66 killed all of them, but this guy. And all of them, but this guy. And all of them, but <laughs> right. that girl. Because <laughs> we just keep making those fucking things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it actually kind of makes sense in a way. They wouldn't get everybody immediately. Not no. everyone was hanging out with the clone. Someone might have been sleeping. Someone might have been on the crapper. Even Jedi go to the bathroom. I heard that they turned their poop into force energy. No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> Would it? Because then they're just walking around pooping. The midichlorians are like, not again. This Jedi's trying to hide his poop with us. <laughs> <laughs> So what what do we miss? Like what what's the thing that we did not talk about in this movie that people out there are going like you haven't talked about that yet? That's my audience voice. I'm very sorry. None of you are, none of you deserve. <laughs> now that. see here. Now see here. You did not talk about this thing. <laughs> none none of you deserve that. I don't know. I mean Jimmy Smiths. I like Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy Smiths is a very good Bail Organa. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, again, he doesn't really get to do too much. He never did too much in any of these movies. We got to see Alderaan for a little bit and just yeah. see the design Alderaan of that, which really was nice. kind of neat. Alderaan yeah, looks, looks great. Cool. I really hope nothing bad ever happens to that planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm investing heavily in real estate in Alderaan, <laughs> so I think it'll go well. Becomes a tourist destination for t- destruction porn. Here, here's something that we didn't mention at all. This is the best looking out of all of them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, it looks amazing. I mean, cinematography, the special effects, for the most part, all hold up. It, it's a very gorgeous-looking movie. And I say that knowing full well that at least only The Phantom Menace was shot on film, and it actually looks very good still. But the cinematography didn't quite feel the same. Like, this one is just a very well-shot film. It's definitely a journey of the digital movement that you can see from Phantom to this, where it's just like, oh, they really mastered it here for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like, they, they got their shit together. And, like, I, I still think that opening... Um, the opening space fight, because this is really the only Star Wars film, uh, Solo again, uh, that doesn't have like a really big epic space battle. Like there's usually something. I guess there really is anything in Clones. No, Clones has the uh, Jango Fett fight. Um, yeah. But, like, this one only has the opening sequence, and otherwise not really that much. And, like, that's sort of fine. I, I don't really have a problem with that. Um, that said, it's like that opening sequence looks incredible i gasped when i saw it in the theater i do remember that being yeah. like this this what we're just looking at a star a future star destroyer what what's the deal here and then they turn downward and you just saw that oh shit's going down and i gasped like i was on the top of a roller coaster about to go down yeah and it was it looked and i just remember going like this is the best looking special effects i've ever seen i remember that going through my head it was like this looks incredible like incredible and I think on Blu-ray, on Blu-ray, it really pops. It really oh, yeah. pops on Blu-ray, man. It even looked great on Disney Plus. Like that's how we watched it, and it's yeah. like thanks Screaming Verizon. Through Brian's phone onto our television through Google Stick or what is it? Google Fire? Chromecast. <laughs> Google uh, Stick. <laughs> I like that branding. Amazon. Isn't it? Is there a stick? I think there. I don't know. We're losing Chewy. She's fading fast. <laughs> She's becoming tired. one with the Force. <laughs> Oh, oh, I did want to bring out, I, I did want to point to, um. I in the truck at work today. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I woke the, up uh, and like, why am I cold? Or my window's still down? The, um, I did want to point out the scene where Yoda was like, hey, I mastered how to be a force ghost thing at the very end to give, like, Obi-Wan that whole, like, you get to talk to your old master again. It's like kind of a, you're going to be alone for a long time. Here's, here's yeah, something he's cool. Yeah, you get a buddy in the yeah. desert. You get a buddy. But it was a nice callback, but... It was something nice for Obi-Wan, having just having carried this entire trilogy on his shoulders and just lost everyone. It was just like, you get this back. It was I, I like that, like those moments in these types of things where I feel like you Qui-Gon get something. would give him a little lecture, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. D- so that- how did it turn out? <laughs> oh, it's so good to talk to you. How's Annie? I've, I hope he's doing well. Um... Did he bring balance? Did he bring balance? Did he bring balance to the Force like I thought he would? Technically. From a certain uh, point of view? From well, a certain point of view. As long as his legs are calibrated, right? He's got a lot of balance. He, he's the best at balance. What do you mean his legs calibrated? Well, I kind of chopped them off, so now he's got yeah. robot legs. He's a lot more he, punny now, I guess. How are his arms? Oh, th- those are gone too. 
How's his hair? He had such beautiful hair. So, Oof. No, oh, severe yeah. nope. scarring Still all good. over his body. How's his singing voice? Oof. I mean, actually pretty um, good. He's a baritone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped a few octaves. He dropped a few <laughs> octaves. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not all His bad, voice is right? way more intimidating now. I'll be honest. What happened yeah. to that? What happened to that stupid Jedi Council? Oh, they got dissolved. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Remember how you didn't like politicians? Well, good news. They're gone. <laughs> Most of them. Uh, but here's the real question: Will Liam Neeson be in the Obi Wan show? That's actually interesting. Disney has the power to do that. They would have him be a space ghost. It'd be kind of cool. If anyone could it? get Liam Neeson, it would be. Yeah. I'd be into it. I'd be okay with it. I also, if we're gonna bring back, uh, entertain. If we're gonna bring him back, we, we should bring back. Uh, we should also just bring back Darth Maul again, because he's supposed to fight Obi Wan on Tatooine. Yeah, I know. Because he, he wants to try to get to Luke. Unlike yeah. Darth Bane, that's not necessarily canon anymore, right? Shh. Well, no, no, Solo has uh, Darth Maul. No, the Darth Maul is still alive because he was in Solo. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And he's got fingers everywhere. He's all manipulative in the underworld. Thirty-eight ten fingers. So, I don't know what. <laughs> the number of fingers joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Comedy at its best here at After the Hype. Five star rating. <laughs> I give it ten thumbs up. There was some dad joke. About like I've just wasted a, one year of like my a life thing away. About the like the future's looking pretty twenty twenty. And then the <laughs> meme said, and all dads in the world collectively laughed. No, all dads are gonna collectively mean the same joke on January first, twenty twenty one. Well hindsight's really twenty twenty now. <laughs> I've got a whole day planned. Oh hilarious. I'm so excited to a make hilarity. that joke all fucking day <laughs> january 1st 2021 <laughs> oh look i guess my vision is 2020 today <laughs> uh, it's gonna be good it's gonna be good shit yeah but now that we're making 2020 jokes i believe we finished this episode <laughs> yeah. uh so it is time for quote 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 quotes quote 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 quotes quote 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 quotes my belly just started itching real bad that was my quote song New hit signal on Spotify. It's a great way to bring Swift. in the segment. Yeah. Uh, so my my quote, um, I promised that it would be this. After watching it, I wish it wasn't. But I'm a man of my word. So my quote is clearly, Now! <laughs> you also didn't tell your story about the clone thing. The clone thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Cody. Fine, I'll mention that it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> you told the, me you wanted to talk about I it. I did, and then I was like, no, it's kind of embarrassing. The first time I saw this movie, uh, for those of you who remember, there is a character named Cody uh, that is one of the clones that uh, Obi-Wan is on the whatever planet that was. The whole first time I'm watching the movie in theaters, <coughs> I thought Obi-Wan was calling him Cloney. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> That's beautiful. Like, he couldn't think of any names for them, so it's just, that ah, cloney. <laughs> My bad. Or his nose was stuffed and he just couldn't get the, the articulation. So I, I figured it out on the second watch, and I didn't tell anyone I was there with when they're like, I heard the D on that one. I'm like, Cody, Cody. That makes a lot more sense. But you know what? That doesn't preclude there being a cloney somewhere. That's true. Out there. And I don't know why I didn't catch it. I think even the Emperor at one point calls calls Cody at something. And I'm like, man, everyone just calls him Cloney. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> got a weird sense of humor. He just goes home, dear diary, I do have a name. It is Cody. <laughs> Cody. I know it's close to Cloney, but you don't have to be dicks about it. <laughs> Bunch of space Signing dicks up in here. <laughs> Making my live journal private. I'm trying to remember a good quote, but... There's just not uh, for me. There's not that many. So mine's, I'm just gonna go with you're breaking my heart. Oh, it sticks with you. I have a <laughs> I have a second delivery one. in that. It's like high school I, acting level of yeah. I don't understand uh, why I'm saying this, but I'm gonna act the shit out of it. You're breaking my heart. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Uh, for for mine, I'm gonna go with 
it's over on the you know on, over on Kashyyyk when Yoda's chilling with the Wookies, or he's about to head to the Wookies. And he's like, "Good relations with the Wookies, I have." <laughs> Just I the mean, delivery. Frank Oz hey, saying Chewbacca, that I think to me was doing? very funny. Chewbacca did not need to be in this movie. Hey, Chewbacca, do you know that later it's going to be established that you end up in a pit like a rancor at some point? That one I just assumed happened right then and there. Like Yoda leaves and they lose the fight. Or yeah. when all like those stormtroopers are like, oh, we're bad now. Uh, take the Wookiees. You're now slaves. Yeah. So that oh. one I, that one doesn't really feel that bad to me. That one I can make work. Nah. I don't think Chewie would go down, but mm. either way. Anyhow, my other line that was more of my legitimate one is more when I'm playing video games. I play all the time I quote this movie and I always kind of forget that I'm quoting this movie when I do it. But like whenever I've like fought a boss a whole bunch of times and I've failed a bunch of times, mostly talking about Dark Souls here, and they come running at me when I start the fight, and I'm like, oh, he's going to kill me. And I'm like, you will try. <laughs> <laughs> so many of these prequel nice. lines have just creeped their way into my everyday speech, and that's, that's not good. That's okay. It's okay. I like these <laughs> movies. They're terrible, but I love them. Like, they're just, they're still Star Wars to me. Yeah. I, I think... It was still enjoyable to watch all three of these. I really enjoyed our time watching this. Yeah. I know they're not great. I know they're they're most likely bad, but I, I still just... I try to... After I watch one of these movies, I just try to rewrite it in my head of what was the possibility of this film. Yeah. Well, At least this one has the greatest thing of that lightsaber fight. Yeah. Uh, so... Review system... Describe your lightsaber. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Based on this movie? Based on this it's movie. It's not a very good lightsaber. All right. I'm going to uh, make mine about as comp- like as windy as this plot and make the handle an S. And then it's two- double-sided. It's going to match the wibbly-wobbliness of this plot and the machinations and all that. It's not going to be practical. But then again, neither was any of this. <laughs> Sure. I'm going to make it a little janky. Where it works great right when it's on. (laughs) But you kind of have to smack it a couple times. And the trigger has just a sliver of metal that's just pointy. So you cut your thumb every time you turn it on. (laughs) And you're like, you're a great lightsaber, but you got these issues. And I'm just going to put up with them. My lightsaber is going to be throwing some major shade at a movie that I don't necessarily intend to throw, but, you know, here we are. Mine's Kylo's lightsaber. Just the exact same lightsaber. It has right. bombastic yeah. and doesn't really make much sense, it, but it looks real cool on screen. But it kind of doesn't also. Like, it doesn't have a clean blade. It's got a really kind of, like, crooked blade because it's unfinished because he didn't know how to fully finish making his lightsaber. It has this needless claymore shit coming out of the side that makes no fucking sense. We don't know why it's there. But at the same time, when he starts whipping the thing around, it's like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. That still really works. I kind of like this thing. But then when you just look at it, it's like, why does this exist? Why is this a thing? So you kind of love it and you kind of hate it. Kylo's lightsaber. Kylo's lightsaber. So I hope you don't take that as shade at the Disney trilogy. I'm really not trying to because I'm very excited to watch the movie tomorrow. We're going with uh, Chewie's brother, my brother-in-law, uh, in Minnesota. So we get to see the nice. movie on Hoth. It's going to be great. <laughs> so true. Yeah. We'll, I'll, we'll all get to see it like when we finally get to Hoth. Oh, you're going to far so, deeper in Hoth than we are. Yeah. We're going into the, the Wampa Cave. <laughs> Oof. Uh, our, our Corrin sleeps with a stuffed Wampa every night. He does. He loves his it's little really Wampa. cute. <laughs> We've given him so many nice-looking stuffed animals, he goes for the creepy ones every time. He, and he really wants Brian's Jason Funko all the time. Yep. I'm really well, worried he's going to eat that machete at some point. I am, too. Our kid's weird. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it wouldn't be our kid otherwise. Uh, so that's it. We've, we've Star Wars, quite literally, on our show, after the hype, we have reviewed... Every major released Star Wars film, as of now. Yeah. We've done it. Give myself a round of applause. Boy Scout style. If you're a Boy Scout or ever knew a Boy Scout, you know what I'm doing right now. Uh, <laughs> we're almost done. It's okay. <laughs> we do a very quick round of plugs, and then we're going to say goodbye. The only thing I will say is, uh, you know what? Here, we'll say goodnight to Chewie. 
And then John and I will finish this thing up. It's okay. <laughs> no, she's been up way longer than the it's rest of us. It's almost 10 and I want to eat my chocolate. Say goodnight. <laughs> Say goodnight. Goodbye. Like we'll finish the You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. I just fought my chocolate. You're going, you're going down a path I can't follow. Uh, I'm going to do a very short pitch of what's coming next and after the hype. Okay. So okay. you can go. It is totally fine. I love you guys. <laughs> we'll see Chewy in 2020. Yeah. Um. So very quick, I'm going to kind of forego the plugs right now because it's the end of the year and after the hype and we're all just kind of finishing up our shows or at the ATH Network. And uh, none of us are really doing any year-end stuff. You can check out, I had an article released at the beginning of this week back on Monday. Uh, It was just kind of my favorite stuff of the year. I didn't really demand anybody else from our network to do it. So it's just kind of the one thing. We're not doing a big blowout for the end of 2019 or for the end of 2020 or for the beginning of the new decade or anything like that. It's not really my style. Uh, So there you go. But this is going to be, except for Rise of the Skywalker, maybe an episode here or there, the end of normal after the hype. We've done it. We're moving mm-hmm. on to season two. Right? Wow. That makes it's sense. been a while. It's yes. been a couple been a, years. We had a long season. Long season one on to season two. Season two is going to be slightly different. It's still going to be a movie review podcast, of course, because that's what we like. But we're going to kind of change it up a little bit. And uh, instead of doing what most podcasts do out there, which is kind of take a movie and dive into it, we're going to do things just at hair different and we're going to go based on filmmakers and by filmmakers i use that as a broad term that could be director screenwriter uh production designer actor a job that has done many things of note and we're going to spend a whole month on whoever that person is it's that person's month and we're going to go through movies all throughout their career we're going to deep dive into these people and celebrate the people that bring movies to us instead of just the movies themselves you want to hear a podcast about movies There's a billion out there. There's probably a billion out there about filmmakers as well, but we're going to do our own take at it because we've done the movie thing now for what, John? Like six years, seven years? Uh, Seven years about, yeah. Yeah, long fucking time. We've been doing this show. So I want to change things up. And uh, I've talked to Chewy about it, talked to John about it, and everybody seems on board. Uh, It actually kind of came out of an idea that John had when he's like, you just want to do more Zack Snyder movies after we watch 300? It's like, (laughs) that kind of gives me an idea. And we'll be kind yeah, of workshopping no. a little bit, and uh, I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a fun way to kind of continue the show in a, a different way that will still be exciting for everyone to listen to. Well, yeah, especially since I'm sure all of us, not all of us, have 100%ed any filmmaker at any given time. And just to see the beginning and even the end just really helps a lot in the discourse, to use quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm really excited not just to do the directors and actors, because those are people who always get all the love, but like really dive into some of the other like nitty-gritty roles. Like I'd love to do a month on a cinematographer, screenwriters, that sort of stuff. Like uh, I think there's going to be a lot to do here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I hope you all come along with the ride for us, because uh, I'm really excited about this. I had almost debated on shutting down After the Hype entirely and just doing this as its own show, but I think it still kind of fits into the After the Hype nature, because we're going to be talking mostly about older films still, and they're still going to be way after their hype. So we're just changing the the mission statement slightly and uh we're gonna see where it goes if it doesn't work out we're gonna jump back into this format when we're tired of doing this but i i'm feeling really good about it yeah i'm excited i'm excited to see what avenues of filmmakers i hadn't thought of before i want yeah. I'm, I'm i'm definitely planning to attack some blind spots with this absolutely and i haven't really decided who our first person's going to be i have a few names in mind i think i am going to start with the director because it's gonna be a lot easier uh the name that's coming to mind first and this doesn't mean that it will be our guy uh but i've been thinking joe dante for a little while and i think joe dante because he doesn't get a ton of love but people know who he is and it'd be really fun to dive into his career and go from the beginning to the middle to the end of where he is now because he's still making films and it could be a lot of fun digging into somebody like that but that's kind of what i'm talking about so i can't guarantee it'll be joe dante but there is a chance it'll be joe dante um and then we'll move on from there yeah uh, I'm, I'm excited really, for it. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and of course, we will do Zack Snyder at some point because that is the guy who kind of brought us this idea. So we will have to do that at sooner or later. Um, the bad news that comes with the new show news, though, is I'm going to take off the month of January to really workshop this and make it the the show that I want it to be and to make sure that we're not just jumping into this thing haphazard and just hoping for the best. So uh, we'll there'll be no new episodes of After the Hype after this one until February. I apologize, but when we come back in February, we're going to come back strong with a new show, new style, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I'm really excited about it, and I, I can't wait to show it to you guys. Yeah. Uh, that can't was it. to actually do it. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be a blast. Uh, so otherwise, I'll just say the plug really quick, athpod.com. Check it out. If you like pop it's culture, got everything. we have something for you. 
Is there anything else you want to say, John? Exactly. Uh, wish a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Yeah, have a Merry Christmas, a Merry Star Wars. Merry Star Wars. Uh, enjoy it. Even if you hate it, enjoy it. Because realize you're not getting another one of these things for a while. Yeah. Just be be in the be in the moment with everybody that you're watching it with. Because whether you I, like it or not, just be a part of the community. I don't know who said it, but somebody said it best. To love Star Wars, you have to hate it a little bit. And I think that's totally true. So, you know, even if you're hating it, remember, it's because you love it. So just hold on to that love. It's still Star Wars, even if it's not great. And uh, that's all I got. I'm going to say bye. 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 Chewie's saying bye from the other room. You can't hear it. I'm